Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, welcome to Pitch Talk. We are fans of football dropping vlogs, blogs, videos and podcasts on the beautiful game. Check out our videos on YouTube and Instagram's IGTV, including special feature segments, vlogs such as 5 Minutes with a G, The Straight Shooting View, Coaching with JBK, Audio on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Podomatic, Spotify, Mixcloud and other podcast platforms. Join the Pitch Talk revolution on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook and our official website www.pitch-talk.com The pitch is where we eat The pitch is where we sleep And the pitch is where we talk Welcome to The Straight Shooting View What is up people? Straight Shooting LJ here and welcome to another episode of The Straight Shooting View And you know what? I'm going to kind of deviate from my usual formula and I don't usually kind of start delving in deep to other clubs um, as a Liverpool supporter. But um, one thing I did want to address in this episode is Arsenal. And the G-Man has done an episode of Five Minutes with the G recently. Um, I think it's vlogume 15 um, of his about Arsenal worries. And he, as a gunner or gunner, has obviously had his say on it. But it's one of them where it's like, from the outside looking in at Arsenal, they look like a absolute shambles at the moment. They don't look like a club on the up. They look like a club bereft of confidence, bereft of any direction, bereft of any leadership. And for me, if you're a club with no leadership then you're basically fighting a losing battle. You are very much fighting from behind. And I think at the moment, Arsenal's main issue is leadership all around the club. Whether it's leadership on the pitch, which I'm going to get onto, whether it's leadership at management level, whether it's leadership at the very tippy top. And for me, that's where it starts. Leadership, management, Everything starts from the very top. And the fact that you've got Stan Kroenke in charge of that club, whether it be be him or Josh Kroenke, the Kroenke family, in my view, are not good for Arsenal. It's not a good fit. Because for me, Kroenke's focus has never been on Arsenal. It's To me, it's never even been half on Arsenal. Now, you look at the years of brinksmanship that he was doing with Alicia Uzmanov. And Uzmanov really and truly, I I think he just ended up getting sick of it. He ended up getting sick of playing the games and getting blocked whenever he was trying to table any sort of ownership bid um, for Arsenal. He got tired of it and went, you know what, bugger it, can't be bothered anymore. And then he just gave up. He just gave up and was like, here you go, Stan. You You run this stuff. All on your own. You do. You do what you will with it. So I think that was one of them ones. Like Alicia Uzmanov, you could see, did love the club, but I don't think he loved the headache that went with it. And he didn't love, obviously, doing battle with Stan Kroenke every day. So it's one of them ones, obviously, he, him and Farhad Mossery, like, they turned their attentions to Everton. So it's one of them where it's like, with the Kroenkes, to me, they don't give a damn about Arsenal. And remember, we've like we've just seen a summer gone by where 
A player with the potential of Joe Willock has gone to Newcastle. We've seen that. But also as well, Arsenal, there was that rumour that Daniel Ek of Spotify was going to buy them. Now, a lot of Arsenal fans were like, oh my God, the guy who who owns Spotify is going to buy us. He's going to buy us. And I was like, I said to a number of Arsenal fans where you realise that if Daniel Ek buys Arsenal, it's going to be exactly the same as Kroenke running the club. Because Daniel Ek, if you see the way he runs Spotify, and you've heard what he said in regards to, oh, musicians have got to do this, this, and this, and that, it's like, ah, okay, he is a ruthless businessman. That's what Daniel Ek is. He's more ruthless than Stan Kroenke. I think he's worth significantly more than them as well. But it's one of them where it's like, when you see how he runs Spotify and how he runs that business, you you think he's going to run Arsenal differently. He's not going to be no billionaire benefactor. So some triple, he's not going to be a triple B, a billion benevolent billionaire benefactor. No, that's not Daniel Ek. He's one of them ones where he's like, he's about his money. So he wouldn't be a Roman Abramovich type flinging money in. So that was just to me, false hope <laughs> in all, in all honesty. But as said, the leadership problem at Arsenal to me starts at the top and it filters its way down. Because you look at you look at Edu. Edu was a, as a former Arsenal player, decent one at that. It's one of them where you got him as director of football, you got Arteta as the manager. Those two, Edu has has been in the role, what, two, three years, for maybe four at a stretch. But the fact of the matter is, he's not a seasoned veteran when it comes to being a director of football. I think he went straight from playing into that role, I think. Um, But it's one of them ones, he's not had like 10, 15 years in that role where he knows the ins and outs and what's and wherefores at that level. Because you, as director of football, you kind of have to be, from what I understand of it, that conduit between the manager and the board or the owner This in that case. So I don't think Edu's got the experience to be to be dealing with that at a club as big as Arsenal and with the expectations of a club like Arsenal. Now that brings me on to Arteta. Arteta, this is his first solo managerial job. He's not got the experience of say a Carlo Ancelotti or a Goose Hiddink just plucking names out of experience names. Jose Mourinho, throw him in there too. He's not got the experience of those guys to know, right, this is what needs to be done. This is what needs to be done. And I've got to challenge that top brass to get it done. And I think it's one of them was maybe Edu is stepping in and being like, nah, Mikel, you shouldn't be doing that. You can't go to Stan Kroenke and say that. No, we've got to do this a different way. Maybe that's happening. But I look at it as Arteta, I don't think has the experience to be able to go to Stan Kroenke, oh, we need this person, this person, this person. Here's why it needs to happen. It needs to happen. We need to get it done. You need to sanction this. I need to get this done to progress this club on. I don't think Arteta's got the experience for that. And I think it's one of them ones where Arteta just like Frank Lampard at Chelsea, is in a job that is way too much to handle for him. Because you look at Lampard you look at Lampard at Chelsea, look at when Tuchel came in straight after. Chelsea was shipping goals left, right, front and centre. 
Tuchel comes in, sees the problems, and as an experienced head coach, came in and was like, right, cool, we need to sort our defence out first, boom, 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 let's sort this out, and then look at what happened, a Champions League win. And that wasn't by accident. He took over halfway through the season. It's not as if Lampard had done most of the work. And this is what, to early early to mid-March that he's taken over or April that he's taken over. No, it was earlier. So it's one of them where it's like there was still a long, long way to go. A lot of fixing to do, a lot of morale to rebuild. To me, Mikel Arteta doesn't have that level of experience that Arsenal need as a club at the moment. And I said, because it's his first solo managerial job, he's not going to want to rock the boat. He's not going to, he's not going to want to rock the boat and get himself sacked. And there's an issue as well, because then Kroenke will obviously know that the Kroenke family will know that. And they'd be like, yeah, yeah, let's, yeah, let's take our, let's take our because we know he's not got the experience to rock the boat. Whatever we say, he will do. And there's a problem right there because that kind of thing leads to stagnation. It leads to massive stagnation. So it's one, it's one then where it's, where it's like Arsenal are between the rock and the hard place because then the players see that and they're like, well, if he's just a yes man for upper management, if he's just a yes man for upper management, why do I need to put in 110%? Why do I need to be busting my ass at every turn? Oh, Wait, I don't. So there's that issue as well. And it starts filtering down to the players. Then you look at Arsenal Man City and you've got Granite Xhaka putting in stupid tackles and getting sent off after 35 minutes when you're, what, 2-3-0 down already. And it's like, dude, what are you doing? And that's an experienced player doing that. And it's not the first time that Xhaka's done that kind of stupidness. Remember when when Unai Emery subbed him off once and he's thrown his shirt down? What kind of example is that for younger players like a Bukayo Saka, who's 19? What kind of example is that to set for Emil Smith Rowe? What kind of, if, if you've got an experienced veteran doing that, you've got really no hope as a head coach like that Mikel Arteta is. You've really got no hope. Combine that with his lack of experience, lack of experience. It's a dangerous combo. So is one them ones that like, like you if you've got that level of you've not got that level of experience to manage someone like that and be like hey don't be doing that like you could say whatever you want to me but just don't do it out on the pitch in public don't do this stupidness it's like it's some people with experience have more authority and I don't think Arteta's got the authority ah <sighs> but you know what yeah. What I want to do, what I want to do with this vlog, with this, with this vlog slash podcast as well, listen to the views of Jamie Bailey, aka JBK. Shout outs to coaching with JBK. He had some views in terms of Arteta and how long Arteta might last. So have a listen to those. I think we've got a break, um, especially the Arsenal men have got a break now um, for the internationals, but they've got to get rid of. They have to get rid of um, Arteta. They have to. You can't tell me that you won a, a Carabao Cup game and that's going to be your saving grace. Like as I said over a year ago, that his two wins for the FA Cup and the the um, Community Shield basically bought him time. Now that time has, has come and gone, you started the season off with basically selling players 
even cancelled somebody's contract. He even cancelled um, Williams' contract so that he can go back and so he can go to a team in Brazil. Now my issue is with that is what are you bringing in to save you? And you're saying that there's team, there's players that are out um, that there are players that are out um, sick. There's nine players that are out sick. No, you still got to deal with what you've got to deal with. You still got to get those same players who are on the pitch to still play at the, the highest level that they can play at. Now, if this club gets um, relegated, is Stan Kroenke going to actually sit there and go, yeah, well, we need we need somebody? He had one good period of his, of, of his, of his career. One good period. And that was between, I think, the back end of December when he was about to get sacked, or the back end of November, um, the November when he was about to get sacked, all the way up until about, I think it was January or February. And he was able to save his job. And then we got, well, we got 10th. Although we could have got 6th, we could have got 5th, possibly could have got 4th. But we ended up finished below Spurs in 10th with West Ham and Leicester finishing above us. And now you're telling me that we haven't got somebody who can finish um, finish a pass but is able to get themselves sent off. Now's the time to say, okay, we actually need a manager, not a coach. Mikel Arteta's got to go. Sorry, he had... I don't... I would normally give coaches time, but three games, zero goals in the league, by my add. Yes, the two games that he had were going to be hard to, um, to go through. But your first game should have told you exactly what you need to deal with. Not your last, not these two games. Your first game should have given you that reprieve so that you can go, all right, well, I've lost the, I've lost the two games that weren't going to be winners, bankable winners, but at least I've got three points on the board. And he hasn't done that. And on top of that, he hasn't scored, they haven't scored. So I'm wondering if he's just focusing on, let's play out from the back, let's get all of this... Let's get all of this um, good good possession game um, going. It's not working. And let me put it in this context. There's one player that stands out in three of those games for me. Callum Chambers. He's played it in all three games and we've lost all three games. Sorry, got to go. See ya. Bye. You know what? And those are some of the views from Jamie Bailey, a.k.a. JBK, who is a who is a football coach himself. Also, have a listen to Nathan Arsenal, one of our regular contributors, one of the PT team. As an Arsenal supporter, he's not a happy camper at the moment, and I can't say as I blame him. But have a listen to some of his views as well. Yeah, um, I've seen some of the, just the things going around about Arsenal. I mean, I've... Distant, my, distant myself away from the club because it's just the way that things are going are just not good. So I'm not, I don't get emotionally invested when 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 Arsenal do win, I don't really care. When Arsenal um, lose, I don't care. So that's how where I where I'm at at the moment. And your comment is spot on, Liam. It starts with the um, with the leadership at the top with the Cronkies, and they've been absent owners for many years. And they don't really give a shit. Do you understand? It's as simple as that. I mean, I, I hate to use Chelsea as an example, but one thing that Abramovich has always done, he's always been 
completely interested in the fortunes of Chelsea and he you know he's demonstrated that by pumping money in year after year after year and he's got a clear you know a passion for winning Stan Kroenke couldn't give a f if Abramovich was at Arsenal none of this would be going on so yeah it starts it stems from the top and then you know what you realize is that you know they go and get an inexperienced manager who hasn't got a clue who hasn't got the he hasn't got the standing to stand up to them because he's got no he hasn't got any experience do you know what i mean and that's why no top manager will come to arsenal because any manager worth his sort is going to be asking the questions well where's this club going how much money am i going to get what you know they're going to ask those questions and the cronkies don't want anyone who's going to challenge them do you understand so i i just i mean personally and i said this before Arsenal are mullered until the whilst the Cronkies are at the club, Arsenal are mullered. They're not going to get anywhere until the Cronkies are gone. It's as simple as that. I'm from the outside looking in. I'm not an Arsenal supporter. I don't have any issue with Arsenal. They're one of the few big sides that I don't have any issue with. But it's sad to see their decline. It really, really is. But I want to know your views. What is the problem at Arsenal? Or what are the problems at Arsenal? Because there's one of them was, is it the lack of leadership at the top? Is it filtering down? Is it director of football? Edu, is that the problem? Is Arteta the problem? Is Arteta being held back by Edu? Is Arteta just a yes man for the Cronkies? Are the players seeing this issue as well? Is that why they're not performing? Because <laughs> to me, it's it all dovetails into each other, in my opinion. But I want to know your views on it. Remember, www.pitch-talk.com is where you can listen to our podcast and watch the vlogs as well. Vlogs and podcasts such as Coaching with JBK, 5 Minutes with the G. Check out his vlogging 15 about Arsenal worries as well. Also, Coaching with JBK and the Straight Shooting View too. YouTube.com forward slash Pitch Talk is where you can catch our videos, including special feature segments that we've done and also Pitch Talk at the SAL Senior Cup Final 2021 as well. A lot of fun had on a rainy day there. Also, also remember, catch us on social media at Pitch Talk on Twitter. Tweet with us, follow us, see what we are up to. Facebook.com forward slash Pitch Talk. Become a fan, become a friend, become a member of the group. Join the footballing revolution. We are working so hard to create. Also at Pitch Talk on Instagram as well. We've got images and much more. Vlog previews up there as well. Remember, you can catch our podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Podomatic, Podbean, Player FM, import our RSS feed. You can listen on the website at www.pitch-talk.com. We are also on Verbal as well at Get Verbal on Twitter. Get G-E-T-V-U-R-B-L. We are verbal ambassadors and proud of it. You can catch snippets from our podcast episodes and from also our archive material as well. If you want a little taster of Pitch Talk, go to verbal.com and search for Pitch Talk. They also have an iOS app as well. You know what? I have been straight shooting LJA. And until next time, people, thank you so much for your time spread the word spread the word not the bird the bird is not the word <laughs> this has been the straight shooting view thank you so much for your time peeps see you next time join the pitch talk revolution check out the official pitch talk website www.pitch-talk.com